Still under pressure, do you always walk around with your Beretta? Protecting yours at any cost, magazines ready to take another level. Yeah, let your flag fly in any weather, straight gang banging nigga on whatever. Hey, then tell me where you practice what you preach, chief. Please point these guns at these oppressors, time to stretch and work it out now. Work it out, work it out, hey, work it out, work it out. And you are now tuned into another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio. Brought to you by M3S3 Clothing, Men Make Moves and Suckers Stand Still. And today I have the honor and the privilege of welcoming the goddess Ayana to the conversation. How you doing, Queen? Hey, family. I'm doing very well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How's your family? Very well. <laughs> and yours? What's up? Um, they, everybody is great. I ain't got no complaints. You know, um, and I just want to give me one second. I want to share the uh, the live stream just so people can kind of tap in because you're kind of a big deal around these parts. How does that feel? Is it is it a big responsibility or does it just come natural? Both, for sure. Um, but I think that because I have um, been a leader in my community since I was a teenager, um, it's something that comes very naturally to me. That's dope. Uh, when when did you realize that though? Like when like what you said you went viral a few times. What, what was the first um, thing you went viral for? Um, I went viral. Uh, when I was married in 2016, um, I did a video about why I thought polygamy was beneficial for the black community. And it uh, it uh, blew up weeks later. I didn't even know it was viral. Um, we were living in Greenwood, Mississippi, you know, just out in the country, you know, growing food on our, on our property. And um, next thing you know, a few weeks after I posted that video, um, one of my friends sent me DL, that DL Hughley had reposted. And it was like, it was at like a couple million. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, you know, so that was cool. <laughs> That's crazy. Are you still pro-polygamy? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, absolutely. I can see the benefits. I'm just, uh, I think I'm too lazy to be a polygamist. Definitely okay. too broke. I respect that. Yeah, I, I think you gotta have the bread <laughs> to like, like, I wouldn't want to do that it. Um, I yeah. More of our men could be realistic. Well, you know what? I wouldn't want to be, you know, I don't want to do it to add to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's like we got a lag all of a sudden, too. I'm not sure what happened. It's a little tough. Yeah. It just, it just cut out for me. What did you say? I was saying it's like we got a little lag all of a sudden. It was everything was going fine beforehand. And we went live and it just started lagging somewhat. So I do apologize for that, even though I had nothing to do with it. Um, But I couldn't see being a polygamist. <laughs> Just for the because I needed more money, basically. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to have to mm -hmm. tally up all of our incomes just for us to make it. If I was going to be a polygamist, I'd, I'd want to have the bread where y'all don't have to do anything but take care of the house. Right. 
Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, huh. yeah. I think I think so. I think there are other functional ways that we can do polygamy because we are already in the position to that our men are already doing polygamy on uh, certain levels. Um, but I think the best way to do polygamy is when the man is um, financially stable enough to have the responsibility of having multiple wives, for sure. Okay. All right. Um, and so you go you go viral. Does life really change or does it just change on social media? Oh, it did. It did change. <laughs> it did change um, for the better, for sure. Okay, um, good. I was able to basically live off of um, my business because I had so many followers supporting me, which is still the case to this day. Um, mm-hmm. But of course, I'm doing a lot better than I was at that time. Um, so, yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah, things changed for the better. Man, I don't think I've ever seen you angry. You keep oh, it to you yourself. Gotta files. You got to go through the files. I got to go through the files. Yeah, yeah please point me into When we're done, please tag me in the angry one because I have yet to see that one. What pisses you off? Nature Boy, um, his existence, um, men, uh, King Noble, uh, People that use consciousness to create cults that abuse black people um, absolutely upset me and anger me, um, especially because I believe our community is so complacent. Um, but yeah, that's 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 probably one of the ones you'll see. And and I get really upset when I sometimes I get very passionate. I'll say when I when I'm talking about you know. Um, holding black women accountable for not letting the fathers see their children and anything that like threatens the black community, you know, um, certain things that black men do that really threaten, uh, make black women feel unsafe. And, uh, so anything that threatens the black family is going to be something that really angers me. I'm with you on that one. (laughs) And you know what, like, I, I, um, I've been watching these videos. I'm pretty sure you've seen them where the parent is like, okay, I'm about to go fight so-and-so. I'm going to need you to, you know, posse up and go fight their kid. Mm-hmm. And shit was all, I was, I was all with it. It was hilarious. I'm at the house rolling. Um, and then I saw one and this little boy, the look on his face, first and foremost, was just of panic. Okay. And his pops is like, uh, well, what, what's wrong? And he ain't really want to tell him, but he comes out, comes out and tells him, you know, usually when I fight, I lose. Mm. And his pops is like, well, you, you still going to fight, right? And I felt some type of way. Yeah. Be- and, and I wasn't angry at his pops because I get it because we feel like we're supposed to toughen our boys up and they got to persevere and get them. But sometimes your son needs a hug, too. Yeah. And that little boy needed a hug at that point. And and, and what you do after that, I, like I go get him some boxing lessons. Like I even made a video about it. We both go mm-hmm. take boxing lessons. We, we, we get through it together. Yeah. But we've become a culture where we use our mothers, our grandmothers, our kids, whatever, to get views. Yeah, that's real. Is it, where is the line for you? I mean, anytime you're doing something like out of the norm, out of your character, um, mm-hmm. that is 
the morally can be seen as morally, um, you know, unbound. Like you just don't, you know, you just don't want to deal with that, deal with that, deal with that. Like we can have fun. We can do dances. We can do skits. Like that's fun. Um, tell the people the truth and things like that but when you're like bothering people or putting people in a state of panic and irritation which threatens somebody's health especially in a society where we are already bombarded with things that stress us out visually mentally um as far as the foods that we eat and the um water that even the water that we consume the energy that we're constantly around the radiation we're constantly being irritated and agitated and so when we're trying to go viral doing things that put people in a state of panic where you don't know people's health conditions a lot of us do have health issues unfortunately in the black community especially uh, of yeah. course on purpose because of the foods that we eat um and the lack of protection that we have um just for the energies you know being bombarded with visuals of black people being beaten and being hopeless is going to wear on our consciousness, wear on our mental and our spirit. So, um, you know, for me, when you when you put in people in agitated states of consciousness and being, when we're already extremely agitated, extremely stressed, a lot of us are walking around here heartbroken, depressed, um, and, and we do things, to, you know, to try to go viral off of that. You know, that's, to me, that's not necessarily cool. Like, you know, it's not really cool. I would agree with you on that. Um, and speaking speaking of energies, what exactly is organite? So organite is basically a device that absorbs uh, positively charged ions and emits negatively charged ions. So if you look up what negative ions do, which a lot of us have heard of, anions, uh, negative ions, and all the um, positive traits, when uh, pink Himalayan salt started going viral, it was because of the negative ions that it emits. Well, the organite produces... Um, negative uh, ions at a very high rate and it also absorbs uh the toxic radiation in the air the emf radiation Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of people say that you know emf does no harm and things like that because they do a quick google search but for some of us we have been tuned in to the fact that uh radiation causes cancer for some years now we even know chemotherapy causes um cancer and that's one due to the radiation um, we are electromagnetic beings. So electromagnetic fields that are, are not healthy mm-hmm. are going to affect in ways um, that are unhealthy for us. And so we're constantly bombarded with um, these tools that we use on a daily basis and the energy around us, even in the walls. Um, and I'm <laughs> touching my window like it's a wall. But even <laughs> the walls, you know, uh, there's electricity. So there's a field around this electricity and this electricity, put your hand in it, is not going to do your body right, right? So right. Um, the coming off of these things are unhealthy. And uh, Organite basically is a crystal um, device with uh, inorganic and organic materials are stacked up with piezoelectric crystals. And um, when you stack those items and you use piezoelectric crystals that spark energy, um, you create a vortex um, within the organite, within the mechanism that allows for basically a pool of the uh, positively charged ions and a push of the negatively charged ions. And it's a, it's a phenomenal device to have in your home around you, uh, whether you have it wearing it as a necklace or you just have mm-hmm. it as a full pyramid around. Or a lot of people like to bury them around tall um, t- towers um, to reduce the radiation com- coming off of that. Um, okay. And we- in a lot of our neighborhoods, they have um, power grids. And yes. these things are absolutely horrendous, energetically yes. speaking. 
um, to the environment of the neighborhood that is placed around. So, you know, Organize is a, it's an amazing device that is basically just pumps out very healthy energy at the end of the day. And if I want to buy one, where do I get it? Godpiece.com. <laughs> uh, G-O-D-P-I-E-C-E.com. Or, <laughs> or you can go to goddessayana.com and, and click the link to Godpiece. Uh, but yeah, that's where you go. <laughs> how long is uh, I saw I saw a beautiful ass pyramid. Mm-hmm. How long does it take you to do that? Well, it takes a while because resin takes a long time to cure. So the curing um, is going to take a week to two weeks um, just oh, to wow. make it completely cured before you ship it off. It's not kind of sticky at the bottom, um, and it's it's still kind of toxic when it's not cured. So you want to make sure it's cured all the way. But in between the layers, you have to wait hours in between pouring the layers. Um, so it, it generally takes a week to two weeks for me to create the pyramid and um, a week to two weeks for it to cure. Okay. Let, speaking of activism, okay, I'm backing up a little bit. Okay. Um, the, people, the People's Action Houston. Yeah, yes. did it, uh, 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 was that a hood to hood cleanup? We um, we had an adopt the block cleanup. Okay. So um, TPA has adopted two areas in um, Houston that we work with, and one of them is Third Ward, and that's where we were, um, just cleaning up the community and creating relationships and letting the people know that we are here. They've already seen us canvassing. We've already been around there speaking to the people, letting them know that we're here, and we want to know their concerns, you know, giving them surveys, trying to figure out what it is in their community um, that they feel that they need, because uh, we don't necessarily know. They have to tell us. So mm-hmm. uh, we've already done surveys and, you know, been canvassing that we did the cleanup. Um, and we have a huge event going down August 27th where we're going to do a big, um, you know, basically uh, block party <laughs> for the areas uh, where we're just going to, you know, get a sense of family, you know, with each other. Okay. But yeah, so, we're just out here doing the work. <laughs> so what did they say they needed? Hello? Again. Oh, I was just wondering, you know, after the surveys, you look at the surveys, what did they need? What, what were their biggest requests? Uh, uh, one of the major things is just basically access to resources and basically access to jobs and things like that. Resources that and skills that will basically help them create livelihood, you know. Um, yeah, a lot of the people in the area knew each other. And so they didn't really have issues with crime or anything in the area or flight, mm-hmm. uh, not too flight. So really, they just need resources. And we are definitely here to provide those. That's pretty dope. Um, and if don't nobody else tell you today, I'm proud of you. And thank you. <laughs> thank you. Well, that's some dope shit. Um, I've been on a block to block cleanup before, actually with New Era Detroit once. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It was pretty dope to see the response of, of people, just to see the look on people's face. It's almost it's a mixture between shock and awe and and thank you without saying yeah. anything. Like yeah. it's just a, just a dope ass thing to be able to do. So I recommend that for anybody out there, whether it's somebody else's neighborhood, your neighborhood, whatever the case may be, pick up some shit and 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 watch how people receive you. That's true. What's next after the uh, the block party? <laughs> What's next for, um, for the goddess Ayana? Let's 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 be more personal about it. Uh, what's next for me? 
Uh, well, you never know. <laughs> I'm an Aquarius, so you know, you never know. I'm here. What's your I'm sign? I'm here. Then I'm here. I'm an Aquarius. So am I. Okay, gang, gang. What's your birthday? January thirtieth. Oh, you're a January Aquarius. Okay. Yes. What's the difference? Okay. Uh, y'all are just more more impulsive in the energy. Anytime you're earlier in the degree in the sign, it's more like the the early stages of that sign. So like childhood stages of that sign. So those signs tend to be more impulsive with their energy. And because Aquarius is already spontaneous, it just comes off a little bit more rebellious, a little bit more um, spontaneous and, um, or a little bit more cold sometimes. Oh, oh, um, I think I passed that stage. Well, what's your rising sign and your moon sign? I have no idea. I don't even know what those are. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, when you ask me what my sign is, you're just asking me what um, what zodiac sign the sun was in when I was born. So, you know, like right now, what what are we in? Cancer season? Yeah, it's cancer season. So somebody mm -hmm. born right now is a cancer. But right now the moon is in Aquarius. So if somebody was born today, their sun is in cancer and their moon is in Aquarius. Give so I need to go back to when I was born to find that out? Yeah, you would just go, um, I would I would suggest astro.com or cafeastrology.com and put in your information in a birth chart um, calculator uh -huh. or a natal chart calculator. It's the same thing. Natal chart, birth chart, same thing. Um, and uh, you just basically put your birth information. If you know your time, you put your time in there, um, your location, and it'll, you know, basically show you what, what all the planets were in and the moon and the sun were in when you were born. And that's your birth chart. And so what exactly does that like like does that define more of who you are or will give you a bigger insight into the type of person you should be based on those? Uh, I mean, sure, if you want to go there. Uh, I think more so realistically, it's just basically the foundation and the structure that of uh, the energetic structure that composes who you are. Um, so I would say it's like the blueprint. Um, when you get a blueprint for a building, um, you can look at the blueprint and you can say, this room is here, this mm -hmm. room is here, this door opens this way, this room is But I don't know how you decorated your home. I don't know the energy once I get on there. I don't know the vibration. I don't know if it's clean when I, it's going to be clean when I go in there or if it's going to be really dirty. I don't know um, because that depends on you and how you decide to decorate these energies. But these energies or these rooms are there and <laughs> we can see them um, in astrology. So. Okay. Now that that's probably the most practical explanation I've ever heard. And I'm one of those people like you need to kind of explain shit to me like I'm a fifth grader. And actually given the intelligence <laughs> of fifth graders nowadays, I might have to downgrade that to like a second grader or something cuz fifth graders are pretty fucking smart <laughs> nowadays. Like I don't I don't yeah. know if you've seen homework for for these kids now. Mm -hmm. This shit is mm -hmm. ridiculous. I've got grandkids. Yeah, well, I've seen my granddaughter's homework, and it wasn't. No, I can't do nothing with you. I can't help you. Oh yeah, we homeschool and tutor, so um, you know, uh, I, my my children are somewhat advanced in a lot of areas, but uh, but yeah, yeah, these these kids are very intelligent, especially because they had access to so much information at such a young mm -hmm. age. So, damn, you homeschool. 
Yeah, it's there in the homeschooling program, um, but I also uh, supplement because my, especially my son was so far ahead mathematically. Um, I have a tutor for him, not because he's behind, but to keep him ahead. And I also have a tutor for my daughter. And um, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's phenomenal right there. Like how, how far ahead is he? Uh, I don't know. I, I'd actually have to talk to his math teacher um, to answer that. But when he was in kindergarten, I already had him multiplying. And this was, he didn't have a program. I was just hands-on teaching him at that time. Mm -hmm. um, but when he went in kindergarten, he was already multiplying. And he was so far advanced in all of the subjects that his teacher basically made him a helper the whole year. And I had to fight with the school. The school did not want to test my son to see if he could um, skip up some grades. I, I don't know if it's because his metrics made their, um, you know, the grade look good at the school. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, so my, my son's, you know, dividing and doing other stuff. Um, I'm not really sure fractions and things like that. He's, he's a bit, a bit advanced. He's a bit ahead. That's crazy. Uh, and, you know, like I, I got double promoted. At least that's what they used to call it way back in my day. So I skipped a grade. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And it was cool then. It kind of caught up with me a little bit socially, probably middle school. Okay. And that was just one grade. They wanted to do two. And my mother was like, no, nah, that's enough. Um, but I can't, I, like I've seen kids that are in college and they're like 13 years old. Like, mm -hmm. and it's really a great story and it's really phenomenal for them. And I, I always think back to my years in middle school and how are they doing as a person? Not as a brain, but just as a person. That shit ain't easy being around a whole bunch of fucking adults and you're 12. Yeah. Yeah. And you're the smartest person in the room. Yeah. I, I couldn't even fucking deal with that. Are you a religious person? No. Don't believe in religion at all? No. I get that. What happens when we die? What do you think? Oh, it kind of cut out. I don't know what you said. What, what, what do you think happens when we die? Can you hear me? Okay, say it one more time. When we die, what do you think happens to us? Or do we just, Is it a pie in the sky? Are we just done? Or is it? do we come back to something? No, I absolutely think if you have a soul, you continue on and uh, you're just a conscious energy and you may come back down. You may experience life in different forms or fashions, but I think we all go home. And um, when I say I'm not religious, that doesn't mean I'm not spiritual. I just don't believe in the dogma of any religion, um, mm -hmm. but I'm very spiritual. I know that. And I think that all of us know, especially black people, the people with souls, um, <laughs> you know, we all innately know that there's something greater and beyond this. I feel like life here is really like a virtual reality game. Um, and then once we're done, we, we, we go back to who we are um, spiritually, energetically, you know, our souls go back um, and we choose to play another game where we choose to experience life in different forms. But um, I definitely believe that we continue to live on. I hope so. Like, I kind of want to come back. Like, I've always had this feeling that I was, I was bigger than I, than I am. Like there's some mm -hmm. purpose that I have yet to find out what it is that's mm -hmm. out that that's awaiting me. That's bigger. I hope I get to come back as something. 
You know, and I don't want to come back as like a a, a water buffalo or some shit like that. That would be pretty tragic. I want to come back as something, you know, and if I'm going to come back as an elephant would be dope. Okay. Like I, I, an elephant or a lion, something majestic if I got to come back as an animal. Um, <laughs> definitely not like, like, I don't want to be a butterfly or no shit like that. I like butterflies, but it's just, you know, uh, I'm <laughs> I'm sorry, but I can't. And just don't we don't necessarily devolve in spirit unless we devolve in life. So I feel like unless your consciousness became that of a butterfly in life, I don't mm-hmm. see you resonating to become an energetic alignment to be born as a butterfly. But I feel your concern. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the most diplomatically correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think about them trying to find another dimension? Uh, dimensions exist um, at all times in this dimension and others um, on this plane and others or whatever. But as far as you talking about CERN? Yeah. Um, them colliding particles I think is very dangerous however if they were able to do that then I feel like there is life forms and intelligent life forms that's intelligent enough to know that what they're doing is as dangerous as it is and would not allow you know would not allow for them to do too much with CERN but um, I will say this you know I don't know all you know enough about CERN but I do believe in its existence Um mm-hmm. And one of the main reasons I believe CERN is is a real thing is because of the Mandela effect Um, and just witnessing the Mandela effect in real time and and real life is is a very interesting, you know, so. Mm. I believe in aliens. Me too. I just just find it very egotistical of mankind to think that we are the only species uh, in the universe. That just makes no sense. Why would you build all those planets? You know, um, I believe there's a God, but why would you create all the planets, all the solar systems, all the universe to have one one, well, one species? And I mean, like the population of Earth, whatever, you know, however many species are on Earth. But you get what I'm saying. Like, there's got to be something else out there. Absolutely. I would be interested in meeting an alien. I definitely think that there's a lot of extraterrestrial beings um, present on this planet. And I think that uh, if when people get away from cities more and look mm-hmm. at this more often, that they will see enough activity in the sky at night. Uh, when you're away from city pollution, light pollution, and when you can truly see all the stars, mm-hmm. uh, there, there's activity in the sky. There's no way that you can sit here and believe that we're the only the only intellectual beings um, in the universe. Where's the most peace? What's the most peaceful place you've been to? Um, Pensacola, Florida, on a shroom, on shroom trips. I like to go to Pensacola Beach, Florida. Um, <laughs> Jamaica. On, on shroom trips. Yeah, that's I love. It's a very beautiful place and then at night the beach that i go to is very vacant so it's only me and whoever i go out with and we uh-huh. all, and it's usually like two other sisters um and we'll go 
out and uh, we'll do a shroom trip and it's always beautiful um, to connect, you know, with Yemaya on such a high level and uh, the stars and the sunset and, you know, the clouds and the animals that are around, you know, flying around and, you know, it's beautiful. I've never done shrooms before. I've heard oh, wow. stories. They are. I've I've heard stories. Um, just was not something you know culturally growing up that was in my circle. I didn't even hear about them until I was a full fledged adult. And, well, I you know, definitely suggest them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one of these days before I croak, I'll try. Some. <laughs> If you did, if you did some research, you would see like, oh, it's not even because that's when I first, when people first start talking to me about it, I'm, I'm thinking like, this is for white people, you know what I mean? This is not us. This is not something yeah. we do, but it actually is. It's something that's very ancient with our people all over the world. So, um, you know, it's for me, it's, it's about spiritual rejuvenation, and I always make sure that I'm out in nature when I do it, and I do it mm -hmm. maybe two or three times a year, and I go out there and I, and I make sure it's a whole ritual for me. And I and I rejuvenate my soul because sometimes this world is so draining, these societies are so draining, and we forget that life is so much more than the bullshit um, oppression that we live under. It's so much more to life and existence. And that, you know, that's mm. one thing I really appreciate about Shrooms is it, it reminds me of God. It reminds me that I am God, and I'm connected to God, and I am a child of God, you know? So. I've actually, and you know, I, I, ironically... <laughs> um. I had a brother, I can't remember his name, a few years ago, a few years ago, uh, he was like a shroomologist, came on the show, kind of broke it down for me. And I've, I've talked to some brothers over the years and kind of mm -hmm. like really just just sat me down and tutored me on just what you just said, you know, because I, I too, I thought it was like, that's some white boy shit, you know, um, and come to find out, no, they got that from us amongst a million other things they've stolen from us. Go figure, you know. Um, Damn. Okay, so let me ask you this. Totally, and it, uh, uh, this is just totally opinionated. Um, but I got some heart issues. What's the best? What, what what would be the best suggestion you have that naturally that may be able to help me? Um, what what type of heart issues do you have? Uh, well, I got plaque building up in my arteries. Hold on, hold on. I can't. I couldn't even hear. I'll say it again. Plaque building up in my arteries. Okay, so you you probably need to do some some herbs that help remove the plaque. But I know that valerian root could relax. Uh, when you would have to take valerian root in conjunction with another herb that I can't think of right now that could help scrub the plaque out of your system. Um, but. I always suggest valerian root for people who have heart issues, um, unless the the issue is that maybe your blood is, um, you have maybe, uh, your blood vessels are too open because it's going to relax your heart um, and take a lot of pressure off of your heart. And you'll feel it. It literally just feels good. Like your heart just feels like, huh. And I also suggest valerian root for people who have had extensive heartbreaks and, um, and also feel like very cold and cruel to the world, you know, it, it kind of opens up their heart chakra some. But you would definitely need to see somebody, you know, who's good with herbs.
Where would I get valerian root? But I'm not great. So um, you said what? Where would I get valerian root? Where would I acquire uh, the valerian local, root? Uh, uh, um, usually like a local uh, herb shop will have them. So if you have like a, um, you know, like uh, wherever you get your local, local herbs from, I mean, you can always okay. order them offline. Um, I'm sure plenty of our people that are selling them on, in, selling uh, herbs on Instagram that might have them available. Mm-hmm. Uh, but often I, I source them locally here in Houston. They have farmers market markets where I can get them from. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I did. I did not, I never heard of that, but I've been looking for natural shit. You know, I've heard dandelions, um, help, but you know, I've yet to really come across them, you know, and really attempt them to be quite honest, but yeah, I'm tired of going to the fucking doctors for everything. And I, I really need to find, and not just that, just, just overall my well-being. I'm tired of being stressed, tired of, okay, there's a pill for the stress, you know, like it's, it's time for me to try a different route because the other shit ain't working. Have you always been like so enlightened or was there a moment that changed you? Um, There's definitely been moments that changed me, but as far as like, spiritually to some degree, even though I was a Christian growing up, um, growing up in South Korea, just the culture is very spiritual and much more in tune with nature. So, um, you know, herbal medicine has always been something that I was aware of and was to a degree knowledgeable of. Um, but the, the, I guess the spiritual moment I had, uh, was when I was, you know, kind of waking up to the government not being who they say they were and, um, waking up to religion not being exactly what it said it was to me, mm-hmm. you know, in my perspective. And um, just, uh, you know, I had a moment where I was meditating with crystals. I had just got into crystals and I fell asleep. And next thing I know, I was out of my body facing the sun, like right in front of the sun or source or whatever. Different people have said is different things, but it looked like a sun to me. And I know that in that moment, I was given so much information that when I woke up instantly, I no longer needed religion. And all the fear that I had of hell, I no longer had, like, literally instantly. And I was just cool off that. And I, I was very much filled with love and a reassurance that everything is love. You know what I mean? Like, just one of those powerful moments. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I had that awakening moment. And then it's just been uphill ever since. Wow. That's cr- And you said you, you, you grew up in South Korea? Mostly, yeah. How? Uh, both of my parents work for the Department of Defense. So um, I'm almost like a military brat, but I'm not because my parents were never in the military. Oh, wow. That is... I'm going to leave that alone because I want to wake up tomorrow. That's some interesting shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so how did you explain that to people at the time? Did they get it? Did 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 they Explain understand? Or you just like when you wake, you woke up. You said you fell asleep, and you just you the lights went off. You faced the sun, and when you woke up, things were different. How do you explain? How do you get other people to understand that that don't already believe that that could happen? I didn't need anybody. I didn't need really anybody else to understand it. I mean, you know, just mm. 
you know, I I don't really, you know, going around a life already kind of different. So I don't, I'm not always understood anyway, but my, my, at the time, my husband understood. Mm-hmm. Um, we were very much in alignment as far as like our path to awakening. We woke up together, I guess you could say. And even though he didn't have that, you know, necessarily like a spiritual moment or whatever, he was being educated to the point where he no longer felt like he needed religion either. And so, you know, I told him about my experiences, but he had already known about some um, spiritual experiences that, that I have um, and have had. So, you know, he already knew I was already on some other shit anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I used to emphasize my husband at the time, and he did, so. Wow, that's correct. Like, I don't think I've, I've never, I've never had the pleasure of speaking with someone with that type of experience. I've talked to people that have died and were brought back. Um, I've talked to people, actually the most interesting is people that have received organs from other people. Mm. And the, the changes, like like each person that I've actually sat down and had a little conversation with, there mm-hmm. was something about them that changed that was significant. Okay. You know, like uh, one person, they never smoked in their life. They they just wanted a cigarette after they got their their a new heart. Come to find out, the person who donated their heart was a smoker. You know, um, just just little things like that, and it's like each person was able to find out a little bit because you can depending on who donated the the organ. Oftentimes, the families of the person that donated the organ are willing to kind of share who that person was with you if you really want to know. And they end up taking on tendencies of that other person. Yeah. What people don't realize is that you have not only taken their organ, you've taken their DNA. So you're going to be a changed person, you know. Yeah. Some, some surgeries. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you've ever had a major surgery, but they change you, especially mentally. They make you. You okay? Hello? Um, well, I'm not sure. It looks like we may have lost connection. Uh, and a phenomenal conversation I find it quite interesting, to be quite honest. Um, but I'm a fan of the goddess Ayana. But for those of you who are interested, I will be broadcasting on NerveDJsRadio.com starting August the 4th. Um, I'll still be doing the live streams. And damn, did you, nobody even tell me what shirt is like hanging down like that. Um, anyway, this is a it's a really good look for myself, a really nice opportunity. Um, uh, Nerve DJs have been doing their thing for decades, uh, and been on radio stations and internet forever. Um, so it really is a good opportunity to kind of expand what I've been doing for years. Uh, man, and I hope the goddess is able to come back because uh, that sucks. I really, uh, she's dope. You know, but shout out to all the people that support her. Um, you absolutely are phenomenal people. Uh, and I, I, I kind of, you know, I look at the videos and, and I see the comments and I, I see the support that she garners. And now I understand why completely. Like just a, a a really honest spirit. 
So um, if if that has ended our, our conversation, I do want to say um, I'm truly honored uh, by her presence. And I want to thank her for giving you know us just a little bit of her life. And for those of you who don't know, she was literally driving home, pulled over just for this conversation. Um, so hopefully it wasn't that the conversation just sucked ass that bad. Uh, <laughs> let me uh, give me one second. And for those of you, Shalom, uh, Lucas. Uh, for those of you that are tapped in on Facebook or uh, especially YouTube, do me a favor and throw a like out there, share the show, whatnot. But give me one second. Let me uh, let me make sure she's okay. First and foremost. All right. And as you very well know, if you've ever watched this show, uh, I'm not good at texting and hosting and and having a conversation simultaneously. I just suck at it. Uh, so hopefully she does get that inbox uh, on Instagram. And this just says, hey, you know what? I'm good. You know, whatever the case may be. And my apologies for those who are just now tuning in and expecting Goddess Ayana. Um, she was on just up until about five minutes ago, if 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 that, and our connection got dropped. So I'm gonna give it a few more minutes to see hopefully if she can come back on. Um, and if not, we're gonna shut it down a little early, which hey, that's all right with me. I thought it was a dope-ass conversation um, and very interesting. We talked about a lot of things, uh, spirituality, uh, the Valerian root. We talked a little bit about CERN, about aliens, um, talked about the Organite, uh, just, just her activism a little bit. I think we touched on a lot of topics. And I just like having dope conversations with dope people. And as you know, man, it's, your talent may get you on the show. But it's a conversation that makes you stand out. It's your story that makes you stand out. That's actually better. I've been trying to work on that. Um, I really like that. I'm trying to get, you know, I've been going with the goons, the gods. You know, everybody's welcome. Um I only have one rule, and that's be respectful for years. I'm trying to work on something a little bit different, and especially since we're going to be doing a NerdDJsRadio.com come August the 4th. Um, definitely want to kind of spice it up a little bit. And I also have the ability to play music and not get my channel yanked. So that'd be, that, that'll be pretty dope. Um, other than that, yeah, it does not look like... Uh, yeah, I think she is. Uh, I don't think that's happening. Because she's coming back. Uh, so, my apologies again. And there was one. Uh, wait a minute, hold on. Basically, it does. 
Okay, uh, there was one question I did have before we, uh, oh man, um, looking for this group that I'm in, and I get notified every fucking 12 minutes, but now I can't find it. Oh. There we go. Oh, no, that is not it right there either. Ah, screw it. Because there was a question that they had asked that I found quite interesting, and I wanted to get some people's uh, opinion on that. All right, man. Um, on that note, anyway, please don't forget to subscribe to... Oh, 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 and, and somebody stole my motherfucking Instagram page. Well, my skin is my sin. One page is no longer my my skin is my sin. One page. I am, however, still on Instagram as intellectually petty radio. Please do me a favor and yourself a favor because I post some really dope shit over there. Go to Instagram and follow me at intellectually petty radio. That's all one word. Um. And on that note, I'm trying to give it a few more minutes. And before I shut it down. Oh, but I think the old man is tired anyway. I didn't get my old man nap today. Which is crucial for old people existence. You will understand if you are lucky enough to make it this far in age. Oh, I don't know if you're a fan of Boldy James out there, but he will be on the show July the 28th. Oh, damn. Let me get rid of that. I didn't realize I was doing that. Definitely looking forward to that. Um, and I'm not 100% sure. Uh let me see who we got next week. I know Bo Young Prince is supposed to come on at like 4 o'clock next Thursday, 4 p.m. And if you don't know, look up Bo Young Prince, B-E-A-U, Young Prince on Instagram. Dude makes some phenomenal music um, to go tap in with him. Racist man arrested after attacking black woman with baby in her arms, man. He sold her a Jack Cup car and then attacked her when she tried to return it. Wow. Wow. This is horrible. Oh, wow. Okay, so this apparently is in Greece. A 43-year-old Greek Cypriot man is under arrest after mercilessly attacking a black woman while she was holding her two-year-old baby in her arms. <sighs> All right, man, let me get out of here. Um, on that note, y'all have a good one. I have enjoyed this day and this, this conversation. Peace to you, man. Um, and if nobody else told you today.